Good morning, Thunderbird lovers and car enthusiasts everywhere. This is John R. Lewis coming to you from his basement studios in Morgantown, West Virginia. You're listening to Ford Thunderbird, unique in all the world. Before we get started today, I'd like to give a shout out to two new listeners and hopefully Thunderbird enthusiasts of the future, Mr. Matt Bowling and Mr. Fred Gabriel. Although I think Mr. Gabriel told me he has a Continental, but that's okay. It's right in the Thunderbird family. Today, we are continuing our look at production figures for our beloved Thunderbirds. Today's production figures cover the Big Birds from 1973 through 1976. It is amazing how big these birds really were. They were on a full frame, and they were going to last us for the next five model years. They start out at a whopping 17 feet 10 inches in length, 52 inches in height, and a width of 79.3 inches, and a wheelbase of 120 inches, or just 10 feet. These were land yachts in every sense. But in 1972, gas was 30 cents a gallon. We know that that is going to change relatively soon. The 72 model would be powered by the 429, the largest engine for a T-Bird in years since the 430 in the Square Bird. The 1972 would produce the millionth built T-Bird. The 1974 model was the first bird since 1957 that did not offer bucket seats or a center console. The 1975 model was the first Ford car that offered four-wheel disc brakes. The 1976 model was the last of our big birds, and on July 9, 1976, a metallic gold T-Bird was the last to leave the Wixom assembly plant. Note, with addition of safety bumpers, the 1974 T-Bird would be the largest passenger car in Ford history. In researching this model, Ford's production figures were really very spotty, as you'll soon see or hear here. If you're looking for a collectible model out of this group, I'm sure the millionth one would be nice to have but I think it's already in private hands. If not, please get me on my uh, webpage and let me know. Other than that, I would just try and find a color finish you like. To help sales, many color groups were made. For instance, there was a copper edition. This is considered the rarest of the groups. It was a polar white with copper trim. There were many fire metallic paints, a burgundy luxury group, a gold and white luxury group, a gold and cream luxury group. Many people consider this one of the most unique paint schemes as it was a two-toned car and featured the uh, tape stripes or the painted stripes actually separated the colors. Along with these color groups, we'll find that there are matching interiors, which gets to be pretty bizarre when you look at these cars. There was a copper and silver luxury group, and a jade green luxury group. The jade green was particularly interesting because it was a true mix and match type of luxury group. You could mix and match the jade and green tone paints in several different ways that you couldn't with the other luxury groups. So it might be worth your time to look up these color groups and just see what you like. 
I saw a Big Bird in Lipstick Red, which was a luxury group. Oh my, what a beautiful car. When the sun hit it just the right way, it almost burnt your retinas out. So, here are the production figures. Remember, I said they were a little sketchy, a little spotty. They were almost non-existent for this group. And I find that extremely funny for a big car company like Ford that they didn't keep more exacting records. Now, the numbers that I'm about to give you don't include anything about the sunroofs or moonroofs that were on these models and that were ordered. That might be another option that you like to look for in looking for one of these big birds. I know they existed, but as far as the numbers, I don't have them. So in 1972, 57,814 Thunderbirds were sold. 8,036 of these were with bucket seats. 49,778 were with bench seats. Now this next stat kind of overlaps the other ones. 56,831 of these Thunderbirds had vinyl roofs, and 983 of these T-Birds had a painted roof. And that's it, people. That's all the statistics I have for 72. And they get worse from here on out. In 1973, a very successful year, 87,269 T-Birds were sold. 86,614 with a vinyl roof, and 655 with a painted roof. That's it for 73. That's all the stats that Ford gave us. Hard for me to believe. But just wait for the next three years. 1974, only 58,443 cars were sold. That's it. There's no other stats. 1975, 42,685 T-Birds were sold. Once again, that's it. That's the only stat. 1976, 52,936 T-Birds were sold. That's it. No more stats. So good luck in your hunting. It would be an adventure, and pray tell, it would be kind of fun. Now, remember, none of these, again, take into account the moon roofs or sun roofs that were um, also installed on the cars. So maybe you'll be lucky and find one of those. So there you have it. Find a big bird in a color you like and just have some fun. You know, I hope all of you are getting ready for your show car seasons, at least here on the East Coast. I think you all on the West Coast of the U.S. get a little bit of jump on us. And remember, when you're detailing your car for these car shows, don't forget to do your tires. I've gone to a couple shows where I've forgotten to do my tires, and it really didn't do the car very well in the looks department. So, as a fair warning, please remember to do your tires. On a happy note, I did get my Thunderbird started. It hadn't started since October, and the old girl finally came to life. Bounced a little oil smoke, but that soon was gone. So, let's take a minute before we leave and play... Did you know? Here's your question. What charcoal company 
was started by Ford using the wooden oak scraps from its frame and body production. Once again, what charcoal company was started by Ford using the wooden oak scraps from its frame production and body production? The answer is, drum roll please, Kingsford Charcoal. I hope you found that as interesting as I did. Well, until the next time, stay healthy and happy, and remember, drive those antiques. <laughs>